I think you've got a louder voice than me generally, so I feel like this is a good position. Yeah? Yes. Are you upset that I said you had a loud voice? <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't mean that in a mean way. I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a stroppy baby. Are you upset because I said you had a loud voice? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I'm sad that you stated a fact. Fuck you. <laughs> Oh my Ashen God. Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> you are stunning, Katie. You're listening to Just a Girl Podcast, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything music industry and intersectional feminism related. I'm Natalie. And I'm Katie. And this is episode 20. you've been listening to this week so this week i've been listening to an artist called maggie lindemann have you heard no so i had never heard of her before but audrey our friend audrey she recommended to liam and i was like nosing in on my conversation on twitter and i was like okay i'm gonna check it out and it's actually really good it's like pop punk with like hints of metal in there i think like a more hardcore avril lavigne um an artist called joe hertz who's like a chilled electronic vibey sort of artist sounds not for me not but vibe. i'll give it a go and the dirty nail on your recommendation oh my god so good that album is amazing i wish i could take credit but tom recommended oh, the album course, to me and then i was like naturally we'll love this i feel like tom should just curate the just a girl pod playlist because it's just tom recommended this tom recommended this. <laughs> one of mine from this week tom recommended as well <laughs> okay what have you been listening to so i've been listening to trash boats new song oh yeah so good yeah um i didn't expect to love it as much as i did Oh, you love it, do you? Do you love it? It's going to be a grower, I think. Not a shower. Not a shower, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to correct myself because the song I've been listening to more is a song called Close To You by Dayglow, which um, I messaged my music group chat the other day, like, guys, I need an upbeat indie banger. (laughs) And Annie was like, give this a go. And it's the best song I've (laughs) ever heard in my life. It's the song I sent you and Henry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. So good. And I have been listening... I've been listening to the front bottoms again. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen so many people listen to the front bottoms recently. Like so recently, I go in stages with the front bottoms. Mm. So I will listen to them like on repeat for like a week, and then I'll forget about them for like a few months, and then I'm like, wait a minute, they exist, <laughs> and then I get really excited about them again. Mm, you have to starve yourself a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So Natalie Lamb. What have we got on the agenda for this week? So this week we speak to our good friend Charlie from As Everything Unfolds. We talk to her about touring as a female musician in metal specifically, the horrendous YouTube comments she gets, but also hilarious. Hilarious and horrendous. We're also hopefully going to get a little bit of insight into what the future holds for As Everything Unfolds. They are such a promising band. I can't yes, wait to see what the future holds for them. They're in all the Spotify, like, Metal Rising and, like, Metal Core and all those, like, curated playlists. It's so cool to see. They're in cred. Love them. So, without further ado, this is Charlie Rolfe from As Everything Unfolds. Wow. do new 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 
Yeah, I just turned my metronome off. Yeah, we're all good. I am the beat podcast. I also just realised we've all got IE at the end of our names. Isn't that cool? <gasps> oh, Charlie that's so Katie cute. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What's that thing called? Um, Illuminati. Illuminati. Would that be oh, that? Are we the Illuminati? Oh we God, are now. We're the female Illuminati. <laughs> yes. Charlie, we just made you more metal. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to write an album about being a part of the Illuminati. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast charlie thank you for having me i'm very excited (laughs) oh you're so welcome we're we're so pleased to have you we'll just start by if you want to tell our listeners about yourself tell us about every as everything unfolds what you do and how it came about okay so um I'm I'm the singer in As Everything Unfolds, well, singer and screamer, if you really want to go that far. But um, it's yeah, it's we've we've been going we've been going for a while. We've got our debut album coming out soon. Um, but I've been in the circle of the industry for a while. The band as it is now has only existed since sort of 2018. But we were going before that in various sort of forms, and I was in an old band and stuff. So I've been been around and done whatever. Since I was about 12, you know, I've been mm. in bands and stuff. So, but yeah, it's very exciting. So that's what I do. I'm very, I'm pretty like boring. And <laughs> no, you are, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, and you were a photographer before, is that right? Yeah. So I actually did a, a BA honours degree in photography. So that's kind of my other thing. So I also worked. So my, my, my real life job is um, I work at a grammar school and I'm the art technician and I do part-time teaching at a secondary what? school. So that's oh such God, a cool job. I bet they think you're like the coolest teacher. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? They don't care. Like there's oh. like some of the older ones do because you know they they get talk about music and stuff. And they'll sometimes ask, "Oh, Miss, what music do you listen to?" And then obviously all the conversation will come up. And some of them care, but most of them just go, "Oh yeah, wherever you're in a band, like whatever." Oh, wow. And they're like, "Yeah, I know. I thought they'd be more interested. Oh my yeah. god, if there was a teacher when I was at school like that, I would have been like, oh, that's so cool. Oh my god, <laughs> same. They'll be sorry when you're like huge, and they they'll yeah, be like, maybe. oh." Miss Rolf taught us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, it's an all boys school as well, and boys just don't care as well. They're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm uh, just gonna go. Classic. I'm just gonna go sit in the corner and fart. So, <laughs> legends. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we ask everybody on the pod this question, but what have you been listening to at the mail? Okay, so I'm I'm such a weird person when it comes to listening to music, right? Because all I listen to is and it's such a niche bracket, but I figured it out the other week, right? I listen to exclusively emo from the year two thousand and two to the year two thousand and ten. <laughs> Please explain. No, so, so like, my day-to-day listening, I tend to listen to, like, you know, a lot of more newer bands, but it tends to be, like, my friends' bands and stuff, like, mm. or bands in our circle, like, Holding Absence and Bacovi mm. and um, Loathe and bands like that, which obviously I love. But, like, when I'm in a proper mood for listening to music, I just go straight back to my chem. I can't help I mean, myself. Fair I'm just, enough. I'm Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. World and Old School Panic, you know, oh, R.I.C. Yes. It's kind of like, yes. you know, and I'm just like... I can't help myself. I just have to go back to it. It's the familiarity thing I find. Like yeah. I've been finding myself, and I didn't think that twenty-seven-year-old me would ever do this. But going back to all-time low, mm. I don't know, can you believe it? But <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. It's niche, but I feel you. No, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's like I mean, to be honest, I've always been like I am like a Mike M like OG stan. Like I am like the biggest Mike Chemical Romance fan ever. Did you get tickets to see them? 
I did, and I'm not far from Milton Keynes as well. It's like less than an hour away from me, so driving. So it's like, and I can get the train, so I'm like, oh my God, it's perfect. And I'm oh. just like, it's going to be another fucking year. That I can't oh, see yeah. my oh, bays. Yeah, of course, it's not going to happen, is yeah. it? Oh, I forgot. Natalie yeah, and me are supposed to be seeing them in Chicago as well. Oh, oh shit. Really? Yeah. yeah, we were going to go to Riot Fest mm. to see um, oh. my granddad. That's not going to happen. Oh. We don't think we're going to go now. No. <laughs> no, and to be honest, America's a bit, I mean, to be honest, at least, at least now the politics has all changed in America. So a little bit more hopeful about going to the States in the future. But there was a time where I was like, do you know what? I might not go to America because it just, Honestly, there's yeah. so much going on there. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't. It's scary. It's really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So, tell us more about as everything unfolds. So, kind of where it all started, where you are now. Obviously, we are absolutely buzzing for this album. But give us a bit of give us a bit of history. Okay, so I wasn't the original vocalist in the band. Um, but this is going back. This is going back like to the point where you physically can't find music. That it um, mm-hmm. well, it does exist, but in the hidden depths of our Google Drive somewhere. But basically, there was a guy um, and the boys i think the original members are um john and adam they're the only original members so they sort of started this band and they they must have been like 15 or something i think john was like john was like 14 or something when he was in this <laughs> band he's literally been in this band longer than he's been like he's been in the band and then is it like more than half of the time he's been alive and i'm just like what the oh. fuck <laughs> like i'm like this is just what i don't understand but he um yeah he he joined it when he was quite young it must have been younger than that because he's only 21 he can't have been 11 there's no fucking way he was 11 <laughs> but anyway so talented um, i know <laughs> just don't understand but yeah so they started and they were kind kind of just like a pop punk cover band and they used to just play at the local pubs and stuff like that and I think you know Adam our guitarist has always been like a really keen songwriter you know to be fair like even from day one like his songwriting has been incredible so I think just gradually over time they just sort of thought oh you know maybe we could give this a shot proper shot and the old vocalist left and you know he just didn't have time for it and stuff and then they found me on join my band I don't know if you've ever heard of that it's like a reddit forum almost sort of like just it's mostly full of shit I'll be honest with you it's just people like i want to play in band please get me in your band and it's but i so i just was like oh you know i just um i think i was in sixth form or i just joined sixth form so i was like 16 or 17 and I was like, oh, yeah, I want, I want to find a band. I think that'd be good fun. And, yeah, I found them on that. And then um, things just started going from there. And we, so we've been going for quite a while in terms of, like, our formation. But And the band name has been going. But the, in terms of the seriousness of the band, it didn't legitimately start until, because there was a lot of lineup changes and stuff, until, like, 2018. So <laughs> not a lot else happened between the time we started and the first EP. Sure. <laughs> so, and would you describe it as, like, heavy metal like how would you want people to perceive so, your so obviously this is such a hard one um um to be honest we normally just go under like post melodic hardcore and that's a bit of a mouthful but it kind of covers or like melodic hardcore you know because it's yeah that it's, it's more hardcore in that way than it is metal but then mm. we do have metal elements and it's kind of like oh it's just blanket term it because then like nobody can moan about it <laughs> True. Yeah, I just say like heavy shit now. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. no yeah, one tries yeah. to correct metal. Me. <laughs> yeah, even if it's not still metal, I'm like, oh, it's just metal. It's yeah, got yeah. I mean, I, it's metal. I think that's it. It's like when old people like, ask me, like, oh my god, when you go to like family events or like a wedding or something, and people go, oh, how's your little band doing? And I'm like, oh yeah, it's really good. And they're like, oh, what genre is it again? And I'm just like, oh, how am I going to describe like post melodic metal, like, post melodic <laughs> hardcore to you? So I was like, oh, it's just like it's just like metal, but like not quite as like heavy. Now, mm. like, oh, what's the like? 
Iron Maiden. And I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> like, it, it, it's so hard to try and describe it. So I'm just like, yeah, whatever, metal. Yeah. I think post-melodic <laughs> hardcore is quite a, quite a fitting on, genre, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting because um, George in my band, the bassist, he loves like putting things into genres and creating genres. It's like his favourite thing. <laughs> Organised so like, mind. This is what we are. Yeah, literally. Nice. <laughs> Okay, so this is kind of a generic question that we're about to ask, but obviously we mentioned before that your album is coming out soon in March, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell us a bit more about it? What can people expect sound-wise and what kind of themes are explored on the album? So um, we've always been a bit kind of, not experimental, because we're not necessarily experimental, but we've always been very like broad with our like style. Um, we've never really like picked one specific thing and stuck to it. We've kind of taken like a bracket and sort of weaved around within the bracket. So, you know, we have like really, really heavy songs like Wallow and then we've got like Grayscale, mm. which is far more lighter, but then we're still with like a little heavy bit on the end because, mm. you know, why not? Of course. Of course. So it's, it's still got that like AU like style like that that we kind of always do, but also it's a, mo- a lot more mature than what we've done before. It's kind of just a refined and mature version of what we have been doing previously, mm. which is really good. And I feel like we're always so worried that we'll get like shitted on for like not <laughs> not sticking to one genre almost. But actually, pe- we've been hearing a lot of people like or like comments and stuff being like, oh, you know, like I really like that they vary themselves and that they don't stick to one specific thing so that's been really Mm. nice so i'm glad that that is the case it's like the total opposite of what bands normally hear you normally think oh they're being more mainstream or oh they're trying to do this but that kind of makes me think that your fans are quite like genuine music fans they listen to sounds rather than like oh this is catchy or you know Mm, no i do think we've got like a discord with our like fans and stuff so we chat to them whatever and to be fair they see yeah they seem very like um switched on in terms of like yeah. you know a lot of them play guitar a lot of them are instrumentation people whatever the hell you call it instrumentalists <laughs> that's the word <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the word that's a more simple word i couldn't possibly choose that one <laughs> no but, um no it was um so yeah it's quite nice but even so we don't really get a lot of critical comments about our music Mm. It's all just other things. Yeah. We'll come on to that. Yes. Charlie, can I um can I ask really briefly what it was like to film underwater? Because that was a fucking cool video. Um, it was it was like three hours I was in there for all of about fucking thirty seconds worth of film. <laughs> um but to be honest, it was really good fun. Like it was th- it was about thirty-five degrees like in the tank. Mm. So it was it's so it was like warm. a lukewarm bath. It was nice. so it wasn't like wasn't like freezing cold because my worry was obviously we did the video like during this winter so or like a couple of months ago so I was mm. like oh my god like oh my god it's gonna be fucking freezing and the guy and obviously when we contacted the place he was like no nah, no nah, it's kept at like 35 degrees um we clean the water like every time somebody goes in it and stuff and it was a proper like chilled um chilled day but it, I hadn't been in I've been in like hot tubs and stuff over the last few years but I haven't been swimming and gone underwater for quite a few years you know I haven't been on like holiday abroad for such a long time and so it was so weird like going under the water and kind of it was it was quite frightening actually because like I said I hadn't done it for a while I used to be such a confident underwater swimmer and it took me a while to get into it it probably took me about an hour to feel really comfortable going like let because of what you have to do to sink because if you if you hold your breath you float so you can't get that you can't get yeah you, you can't go all the way under so obviously I, what I had to do was I had to basically breathe all the way in and then out and then go under, oh which God, was a really terrifying. weird, yeah, it was really weird, like 
try to get used to that. But once I did, it was fine. But the guy, so basically the place we did it, it's really cool. Um, I didn't even know this was a thing. But it's basically like a, it's called Mermaid Cove. And it's these girls that are like, almost like, I suppose, dancers or like performance people. And they like wear like mermaid stuff. And they basically stay under the water for like five minutes. And they're just in the tank. And they just like do like tricks and performances oh and stuff. Oh my god. They are like, bloody this... smokers, are they? No. And I was like, oh my god. And the guy was telling me, like the guy, obviously he was like supervising and he was like, oh yeah, like my missus um, does this and she can hold her breath for like her records like eight minutes or something. No, it wasn't eight minutes. It was five, it must have been five minutes. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like I can't even do like ten seconds under here without freaking out. <laughs> As a vocalist though, I'd expect you would have like a much better lung capacity than like me. <laughs> so, so you'd think you'd think that, but actually, I actually unfortunately had COVID over Christmas. Oh man! So, yeah. I did too. Yeah. So um, I caught it from work, which was very annoying. But um, students, but basi- gross. I, I know. <laughs> but basically, so I was a bit worried about like because I still had like quite long term like um sort of when I'd breathe in really deep, it would yeah. be quite like sore or like I would kind of cough. But um. I was just like, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to drown. I'm going to drown. But it was, I think it was all right. I definitely feel like I was hindered by that a little bit. But normally, yeah, I can hold my breath for a reasonable amount of time. But it's, it does take a bit of training. It's more psychological as well. I think a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, that's sorry. Yeah. That I realised that sounded a bit like I thought you'd be better than that. I didn't mean that. <laughs> no, no. <it's- laughs> So something that we always sort of see, whether it's the Twitter threads or just friends telling us, we're speaking, you know, women touring musicians or photographers or people generally, is that Mm -hmm. they experience a lot of sexism when it comes to the security or like venue managers or even other members on the tour. Um, So something Mm -hmm. we want to know is, is that something you've ever experienced and how do you deal with those kind of situations? So I've, and I'm always revocal a bit about this, but I've been very lucky personally to have never really experienced anything that I would see as being sexist or that has put me in a separate bubble to anybody else. But I think because I am a front woman, I am more sort of um, recognisable. Sure, and yeah. I, I, this is one thing I'm always really, you know, people, people have asked me the question and it's very important because I haven't not experienced it, but I've experienced more sexism being a photographer in music than I have being a musician in music. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Do you have any encounters that you would like to share as a photographer? So when, I think this was years and years and years ago, I was shooting Being as an Ocean for a magazine and um, I I was in the pit and it's three songs and I know that because I've done it so many times before. Mm, yeah. And I... It's always one of the things where the, the guards will come. It's almost like they walk past the men, and I know that they're not on AAA passes because you, you you have to display your AAA passes. And they'll kind of grab you and go, you need to leave. And I'm like, I know, I'm just, I'm leaving. And then everybody else is kind of there. And I did have at one time that I did have AAA because I was hired by the band, and mm. I had a security guard walk past another guy who was press, grab me on by the collar to, like, talk to me and go, you need to leave the pit. And I'm going, no, I don't. I'm hired. I literally have a AAA pass. Mm. And he looked at it. And he just kind of went, oh, right, okay. And then went to the other guy. And I was like, I don't, maybe I'm just, maybe it's an innocent thing, but why did you come straight to me? I don't know why you went past. You know, if I was the first person there, fine, whatever, wouldn't have made a difference. But that was two times where I'd experienced that as a photographer. And actually at the time I didn't really notice it, but looking back is now when I've started to notice it. Mm. So, but yeah, as a a front woman, it's, it's such a different experience. Yeah. And I don't want to be cynical, but I don't think that it would have just been so, or sort of like coincidental that 
that you were the first mm. person to be asked because I think security guards have this thing where they think women with any sort of access that's not just kind of like behind the barrier are going to like sneak yeah. backstage or you know do something that they shouldn't be doing but mm-hmm. yeah that's a yeah problem. I think I think that's it it's like a lot of people who work in the industry know and encourage women to be part of it so and if you're part of a touring party you know if you've got a female sound person then it's you know that they, they're kind of they're kind of seen in and around but when it's like somebody like like you said press the security guards aren't in the industry they're just security guards so mm. they almost see it like the old-fashioned way of like oh groupies or oh you know like you said they might sneak backstage and you're mm. good just because they're a woman and yeah like, no. we actually um we interviewed sophie eggleton last week and she so she's a journalist and she said before how even though she's got a camera and her press pass and everything mm-hmm. the managers of either t- the tour or the venue will be like oh the groupies are here or yeah. the bland, yeah. band slits are here even though like not that you know you can sort of say what they would look like but she said that she was sort of like far beyond what anyone you know the stereotypical image that people have so they just obviously see woman slut that's that's it and unfortunately a lot of women behind the scenes get tarnished with this far more and and i'm always very defensive of that like we hire um so our uh, tour manager is a female uh, and driver and our photographer is female mm. so um so we've always and it's not even because we've deliberately done that it's just because they're our friends and they're in our sphere and they're good at their job do you know what i mean mm. it's it's so our driver kirsty she has experienced quite a lot of stuff and she actually went viral on twitter i think it was about two years ago she tweeted an email she basically got an email back from her she basically put herself forward for this tour and you know she's got loads of experience driving around europe you know etc etc and um they basically the management basically responded and said oh sorry we can't take you on because it means we have to take we have to hire a whole new hotel room just because you're a girl she emailed back being like no you don't like i can sleep in the room with everybody else you know mm-hmm. i'm part of the touring party so it was almost like insinuated that oh because you're a girl like our oh, men can't be trusted or you can't be trusted or yeah it's cool it's yeah it's but yeah boy girl boy girl like sat it's yeah it's very weird it's um that's why I'm always very conscious of um, it's still very prevalent just because I haven't experienced it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist because like totally. I said I'm in a privileged position where people will recognise me or at least if I'm on the stage security guards will look at me and probably go oh well she's the singer so then when I'm walking around it's, it doesn't cause me any problems mm. yeah as, as you said like you are more recognisable as you are I hate this term but like front woman mm-hmm. um, we've interviewed like quite a few like front people of bands who have said that they often get either like sexualized or like mm. inappropriate comments made at them has has anything like this ever happened to you so no this is something i, I mean there's always been there's always been people that are a little bit like crossing the line or not even crossing the line but they're just a little bit too like want to kind of like have a photo and they'll kind of like put their arm the whole way around you and they'll kind of like be a bit touchy-feely and you're mm. kind of like oh man like it's a little bit too much but to be honest i'm quite i'm quite strong i'm always like i push people's arms but i'm a bit mean it's not mean <laughs> if i feel like it's involved in in my personal space I will push their arm away like I'm very and I always say to the boys or one of them has to be with me at all times Mm, Um, so if I'm talking to fans somebody has to be with you can't leave me alone because they're obviously if something like that happens and I push somebody away and altercation happens I need backup to be honest regardless if it was one of the boys or or one of our touring party whoever but um, the one thing is is kind of a it was interesting I was doing another interview um, recently and it actually instigated something in me that I'd never realised which um, was basically that I've always loved wearing like dresses and skirts 
shirts and things like that in my like personal life. Like I pretty much wear them most of the time now. Mm. And yeah, when I'm on stage and when I'm in a band, like when doing stuff with the band, I don't feel like I can. It was kind of like a oh no, I can't wear a skirt because like that'll just like that's just going to invite the creeps. Yeah, that was honestly mm. part of my thinking. And actually, what I've done on this album is I've actually gone nah, fuck it, I'm just going to wear it. I always wear shorts and stuff because obviously when you are kicking up, you don't want people seeing your pants. That's just mm. like a generic <laughs> thing, you know. So it's 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 kind of like and I'm a bit I'm mean, I'm a bit like conscious because we've kind of just got this like concept and like uniform almost for the band like when we're playing on stage when we can and um mine is wearing a skirt or a dress most of the time and I'm very very nervous about it yeah. because I don't want to be singing and then literally look at people and they're looking almost up my skirt I don't want that so it's almost mm. like if I just wear trousers I can just avoid that problem but it's really hard, but I'm like, no, 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 I've got to do it. So I think for me, that's the one thing that I've become aware of that I was actively avoiding because of that reason. And I think the fact that you haven't actually experienced anything as a inverted front woman, again, reflects really well on your fans. I think, mm. I think they just really respect you and your band as musicians. Like literally the music is all they care about. But I, yeah. I worry now that because I am going to start wearing, it's not provocative clothing, of course it's not, but it's like, I'm going to start wearing a dress and wearing skirts that some wear is showing my legs. And I'm worried now that I'm going to start getting those comments and I'm going to get so triggered. <laughs> it's one of those things that you just can't predict. I mean, to be, you know, to have like sort of positive thinking, I would like to think that your fans aren't going to do that. But No, and to be honest, most of them, most of them aren't, and which is weird because like 80%, if not 90% of our fans are male as well well so we have a very small female fan base it's really not very big at all and, mm. and non-binary people and anybody in between it's, it's like 18 yeah. percent or something and i'm just like what <laughs> and i suppose as you grow as well grow as a band then just like with any other artists there are there are always going to be people who are going to be yeah. sex it's not that there should be but no yeah. Of course, yeah you just have to deal with it i think i think and i'm so glad that there are people are standing up for it now so like courtney laplatt from like um spirit box like you know she will just oh, yes. full-blown like attack them back and I'm like good you know you, you shouldn't have to stand there and take it you know you shouldn't have people attacking you just because you're a woman or oh she doesn't she shouldn't wear that she looks fat or oh she shouldn't do that because it makes her look like this and I'm like mm. nah do you know what we should be allowed to fight back at these people because in any walk of life in no normal real life situation you should retaliate and you would be told to retaliate but because it's online like you're almost told no don't don't retaliate yeah definitely I think because of online people People are throwing this like free speech argument around so mm. much more than they probably would do before. But, um, you know, like as everyone always sees like free speech, people only care about free speech when they want to say something mean. A hundred percent. Yeah, I have to remain positive. I've never experienced anything previously and I'm and I've hopefully will never experience anything in the future, like you said, because our fans have always been very respectful and very, very friendly and just very like most of them keep a distance and are just friendly. But the one thing I, I just get a lot of like... Um, weird comments every now and again but they're not necessarily like <laughs> specifically like oh because i'm a woman it's more just like some of them are but some of them are just like what the fuck is going on
historically, not so much now, which is great, but historically metal and rock and kind of any heavy music has always been kind of dominated by men. Do you think that like the touring experiences for women are different based on genre of music? I, do you know what? I don't, because I can only speak for what I know and I've spoken to people in my experiences. And I, I, I can imagine that maybe like different genres might be different. But our Kirsty, our tour manager, she does like, um, she did tours with like big X Factor people and stuff like that. So she's done like th- that kind of level. And um, she's experienced, as far as I'm aware, the same kind of treatment. I, d- I don't know. I think, I think what the good thing about the scene we're in and like metal and kind of post hardcore and whatever is we are more aware of it. And men, especially, mm-hmm. are becoming more aware of how they need to like behave and also protect women. And it's especially like women of color as well in the in the industry as well. I feel like they're yeah. even more like in a in a vulnerable position. Mm. And I've been, it's not just men that have to do it. We all have to do it. But it's yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. It's kind of we're, we're very as a scene. We're very aware of it and very like we need to fix this. And we are the most active at like I don't like the cancel culture thing, whatever. But sometimes it is we do hold people accountable. You know, if people bad, yeah. behave badly, we are like no, we don't fucking tolerate that shit. But yeah. it's, it's getting to that point, and it's almost like the underlying stuff sometimes doesn't take. It takes a while to kind of come to the surface. But um, yeah, definitely. Why do you think this scene is arguably more progressive in terms of inclusivity and calling people out and stuff like that? I think because, to be honest, how I would view it is that how we and how the roots of where this music came from. So a lot of it came from like people who didn't feel like they fitted in almost, and mm. people who were the outcasts. And so I feel like you almost feel protective over anybody that's a bit of an outcast. You know, I write music for people that don't feel necessarily normal. So it's, you know, <laughs> in, in any situation. So it's like, for me, anybody that's being, like, put down and out, like, for no reason, it's just, like, it's unnecessary. Or anybody that's being hurt for any reason, it's just unnecessary. So, yeah, and I think that the, the roots of music and where this genre came from, any of the genres, you know, like, punk originally was, like, you know, it was anti-established anti-racism anti-this mm. anti-that and I do think it does hold its roots in that but it's it's really hard to understand because I think to be honest there's a I think the sexism in like the pop industry um, I need to watch that Framing Britney thing because I'm, I'm yeah me too yeah, apparently I, it's amazing yeah it's, it's, it's so it's stuff like that that I'm like actually that's on like a whole different level though it's just like they literally treat her like an object yeah and I when I say feel, amazing I don't mean yeah, it in a good oh, yeah, way no. I mean like <laughs> astounding yeah it's so but I don't feel like I've ever been or will be treated like an object I feel like I have that control in myself and as in like I'm I'm able to control my own sort of decisions and some people aren't then they don't have that sort of um like luck almost they don't have that ability yeah that's true yeah you've got the creative freedom i suppose and also i think as a person you seem so self-assured as well and confident in yourself that you wouldn't take any shit either and you would be able to immediately recognize when something is happening and know the appropriate steps to take if that kind of thing happens well that's it it's, it's all about being aware as well and like like i said the boys are so like my boys my boys um, <laughs> they're so they're so aware of stuff like they they, they pick up on stuff more than i do 
to. They go, can't believe that. You know, that they're really like, should that guy said that? And I'm like, I don't Aww. really know. And like, you know, that they're really, they're really good. And they've never, tri- I've never felt in a million years like I was any different to them. They've always treated me like just as another person, like part of the group. You know, when yeah. we go, when we talk, I sleep in beds with all of them. We just go, right, I'm crashing there. Or oh, I'll go next to Charlie. It's like, there's no big hoo-ha. There's no big, like, you know, I'll, I'll wee with the door open and they're all like walking around. Like, it's just, you know, it's, it's such a normal situation. And I'm so lucky that I can be safe in that situation with people that I'm with. So, and I do sympathise that some people aren't and it's such a horrible thing to think about. You've just reminded me of a story that I'm not going to name the band or who Mm -hmm. it was that told me, but they were on tour with a band who was all men and they were very, very respectful. But I think she woke up early just because she kind of didn't want to get in anyone's way, you know, using the bathroom and that kind of stuff. She was doing her makeup and it didn't take, like, she just didn't take long to get ready. She didn't take up much space. And they were just like, wow, like, you're so low maintenance for a girl, (laughs) which was just like such a backhanded compliment Mm. Um, but that was from a a band that people do really respect and wouldn't think sort of like that Mm. they would have these um, what's the word judgments that to me sounds like they haven't like had many friends that aren't men though because I feel like that might not be it's not necessarily sexist it's more just like they've got this perception of what women are like and they haven't been around yeah that, like, mm. like with Charlie's band it sounds like like you lot are all so comfortable with each other it's like gender's oh, not yeah. a thing oh, which is kind of how yeah. it should be like you're just mates it doesn't matter like, yeah definitely what's, what anyone's like sexuality is it's just and that's how it should be that's what like like we're like with our male friends it's yeah, just, like, just yeah exactly you, yeah, that's it you, you know like I remember like you know I just get comfortable like, yeah, like I said in the summer when I'm wearing my dress on my bandages, I'll just be like lying there, and my, my pants are just out, and I'm just like, <laughs> and they just sort of look round. They're like, "You do know your pants are out," and I'm like, "Oh no, I just don't care anymore." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, fair enough." Like you know, it's just yeah. so, it's not such not a big deal. And I think also for me personally, um, oh, so I've got a brother, and I grew up with um, two like family friends, both of which families were two boys. So mm. um, my whole life, I've only ever experienced like boys. Really, I really struggled. And I still do. I mean, it's not so much now, but in the past, I've struggled to have female friends mm. because I could never see some things that they sort of, they, you know, there was conversations that I'd be like, oh my God, you know, that's this and this and this and this. And I'm just like, well, I don't care. Like, you know, oh my mm. God, what do you think? Like, oh my God, so-and-so says that I should wear this. And I'm like, well, who gives a fuck what he says? Like, just wear what you want. Like, you know, I've been so, I'm just so used to boys and how they act and how they are. And obviously they're all different, of course, but um, mm. yeah, it's, it's Yeah, weird. I can really relate to that. I've got two stepbrothers and an older brother. So I think growing up, I was always like, I hate the phrase tomboy, but yeah, I would wear like... Me. Yeah, that was definitely me. I would wear like, I remember on my sixth birthday, this is a really boring story but <laughs> on my on my like sixth birthday party my mum let me pick out my outfit and all my female friends came in like lovely dresses yeah, and that, I was wearing yeah. a football t-shirt and jeans <laughs> no see mine was combat oh. trousers it was a combat trousers yeah. and like the vest with a tie like proper Avril Lavigne style oh, oh nice, wow. nice see we I had oh, two <laughs> I had I have not had I have an older sister and a younger sister and a younger brother so like and ha- didn't have any problems making friends like most of my friends to, even to this day are still like I'm such a girl's girl yeah. but I was a tomboy mm-hmm. when I was younger it was just you know having an older sister and then a younger sister who were you know girlier than I was mm-hmm. they 
peer pressured me into like wear skirts you need to be you need yeah. to start like reading these fashion magazines and obviously I gave in because I was just a young kid but yeah I just yeah. wish that before that I just sort of knew what I liked I obviously I was 10 yeah, years old I think to be honest yeah, yeah and to be honest I don't have my parents to thank a lot for like just letting me get on with it like they would just sort of like I'd be like we'd be in the shops and I'd be like can I have that t-shirt mum's like that's a boy's t-shirt and I'd be like yeah she's like all oh, right then fucking hell <laughs> so she's just like you know she just she just kind of they didn't my parents just kind of went along with it and my parents have always been like very just like just let me do my thing they never like told me I should do this or this or this mm. you know they never even pushed me through school they were just like if you choose to do well you will do well and I ended up going to university completely on my own back because neither of my parents were like went to university or anything I, I completely did it because I wanted to and I do feel like my parents have put installed that into me of like you know I'm very self-aware and aware of like, um, yeah, like my own thoughts and what I think. And I'm very much, yeah. a, okay, well, if this is what I want to do, this is what I'm doing. Self-assured. Yeah, yeah, I guess like in an ideal world, that's how kind of everything would be. Like nothing would yeah. be gendered. It would just mm. be like, do what you, like do you, not do the yeah, girl exactly. thing yeah, or the course. boys thing. Definitely. Oh, inspirational. Mm. Inspo. My window. I'm just going to open my window so you can just hear my blinds. Oh, you're sweating as well. Well, my room's just decided to get really warm and it's been fucking freezing all day. (laughs) Do I have sweat patches? No, you're wearing a black top, so you're safe, Casey. I'm wearing grey though. Do I have sweat patches? No, you don't. Oh my god, I am Asian. Did my tick come out, by the way? (laughs) No, no. What do Asians? Um, Is it like not sweating? Is that a thing? Yeah, so Asian people don't really sweat. Oh my god, so (laughs) superior. Oh my god. (laughs) She doesn't get hair on her armpits either. Yeah, I don't really get armpits. Oh my god. (laughs) The world is upside down. The world is wrong. Ah. So, in one of our previous episodes, we discussed with somebody that touring was a bit like a laddish competition between the guys, and they'd always kind of be like, who get the most girls? Who's gonna get with this person? Obviously, you've mentioned how respectful the guys in your band are, which is so nice to hear. But based on just like the tours that you've been on with other bands, would you say that this is the case? Or do you sort of have any comments on that? No, we are so the opposite. Every single person in my band has is in a long-term relationship so um we in terms of my band we are literally so like like not that way and even when people are single they are not like oh let's go get with girls like there'll be one time where like oh, like, oh yeah so um i've been talking to this girl on tinder and i've invited her to the show but like you know don't say anything don't say anything to her this was like years ago because he's with his girlfriend now who is absolutely lovely and you know we are, we've got such a nice little group and everybody's girlfriends are great and and we all get on and it's it's really lovely and to be honest most bands again we we haven't toured a huge amount and we've, we've toured with the same bands if not um, but most of them have been kind of the same like there's a band called Lestelle I don't know if you know of them but, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah they are so lovely they're again like probably again they just treated me no different they were so so lovely and they also drove John to the hospital because we went to the trampoline park on tour legit we, this is what we're like <laughs> oh, right? no. we don't go to the clubs we go to the trampoline park and John broke his foot so um oh. <laughs> So yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, we love going and drinking and having a great time. Like when we were in Europe, we had we bought so much alcohol. But it's more just internally. We just have a good time like within the group rather than it kind of being an external. And if there's other bands involved, then cool. Like that's great. But as soon as if if they started to get involved in stuff that we didn't want to associate ourselves with or didn't feel comfortable with, we would just remove ourselves from that. This is like so refreshing to hear, particularly as like in the scene, it felt like there were quite a lot of. I guess like 
problematic stories yeah come, there's, come there's been through. a lot of negativity and that's why i'm so like i really want to push the fact that there are good people as well like of yeah course, no, there I'm, are I'm loving people. it but you know there's great people because even like holding absence i remember like chatting with them when we played a we played a couple of shows with them but they're like oh you know we don't drink we don't like do anything we try and eat vegan on tour you know they're you know they're yeah, so, they're so yeah. wholesome yeah it's the, it's, it's the last day of the same like they had little lunch boxes they had a cool, oh. bo- they had a cool box and they had like lo- like little veggie sausages and like i was like oh it's so adorable oh it's so cute so yeah maybe i'm yet to experience the shitty people but so far i've been very very lucky so I and hopefully yeah. you do never come across the oh, shitty yeah. people either not i'll slam them down i'll slam them down no it's nice to have some like positivity i guess but uh to move away from the positive <laughs> let's talk about your uh youtube comments oh. <laughs> they give me so much life honestly they are... i'm so glad that you the, you respond to them the way that you do just by kind of doing a tweet and laughing at them because some of these were just so fucking funny mate like oh it's just oh my god the, the big rant one has been deleted by dreambound so the, the channel that runs it has just deleted that guy's rant and i'm like oh i'm so glad i screenshotted it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the one oh so is this that guy who's like losers who sent to people i'd rather die than be told yeah, to follow yeah, this him. like a slave yeah and i'm just like what I don't know. Did you understand what he meant? Like he, so basically, his original comment kind of made sense because it was like relative to the video, and I was like, right. And then so we get like notifications sometimes on like videos when like people make comments and stuff. So I saw it, and I was almost going to reply and be like, like in a kind way, and be like, oh, you know, because he was like, oh yeah, she needs to fucking get over it and like stuff like that. And I was like, oh, actually, the song is about a friend. Unfortunately, the video didn't quite match what the song was about. But I was going to be like, oh, the lyrics are actually about a friend rather than a relationship. And yeah. then this this other comment came through all of a sudden when I went onto the link and I was like, oh, he doesn't look okay. And I was just like, and I was just watching it <laughs> unfold like one after the other. And I was just like, like a drama. I think I'll leave him. Yeah. And it was honestly, and I was just like, oh what one those kind of situations i think you can recognize whether somebody is just hating to hate or whether they actually want to have a discussion or give constructive criticism and he was just yeah going off on one it seemed totally like the one he as well that was like hate- oh go on no, sorry, he wasn't even being, like, hateful. He was just, like, being, like, objectively weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the one that was, like, spirit box, you are not, just oh. made no sense to me. Because... Courtney LaPlatt replied to me, because I tweeted that. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my and God, it, what? I know, I love her so much, honestly. I live for her. But um, she she responded, and she, she was totally right. She was just like, people are always just trying to put, especially women, up against each other. Like, it's a fucking competition. We're all different. I think I can probably find the tweet. I'll try and find it. But, oh, yeah, my God, just, that's so cool. she, she, she's so right like i tweeted it more as like a joke because i put like oh i found it if you want me to read it oh yeah go on go on don't worry everybody arbitrarily compares us all to each other even though it isn't any of our goal to sound like each other and obviously that guy doesn't even know what he's talking about we have so many chill slow low energy songs too so spirit box you are no i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) not that exactly (laughs) but i don't i think the thing that annoys me about that is i wouldn't listen to spirit box and as everything unfolds and naturally make a comparison no. just because no. you both they, have, they, like, they have female their vocalists in, they have their roots in like prog and tech but so they sound so different to me yeah, yeah. but um, it's like the same it's the same people who would say you know they're comparing you to paramore paramore is like a pop punk band you guys are oh, not I know. a oh pop my punk God, band so funny i do love your well, twitter my name 
Chai. Yeah, my Twitter name is Paramore Heavy. Because I'm just like, I'm just going to embrace, I'm going to embrace the meme now. I'm like, I have just become the meme. So it was, it was great because I was like, obviously, obviously I taught myself when I was like, 14, 15, listening to probably the two bands that like developed my vocals most was Paramore and Fallout Boy. So, oh, nice. wow. so they were like the two. So when I was like, you know, singing in my room, and I was like really getting into singing and stuff. So I can't, I can't deny it, and I and I don't have any shame in denying it. But it does get a little bit frustrating when like people will just be like. Oh, this is Paramore, but with screams, and I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, when have you ever heard a Paramore song that's in six eight and has a breakdown? Like, I don't understand <laughs> the correlation. It's just, oh, oh, it just kind of goes to show that, um, again, like you said, you don't really have it with your fans, but just sort of like passive listeners. Mm-hmm. They're not musicians. They can't recognise the sort of like nuances between your sounds and then Paramore sounds. They literally mm. just hear female voice. Oh, similar. But I don't think you even have to be a musician. Like, neither. Oh no, you absolutely not. Musicians. No, and I, there's a, mm. such a clear difference. Mm. Like, they're, like, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's such a bizarre thing that people. But I feel like I remember who was it? I was on a podcast with Lestelle, and um, we were talking about this, and um, we were saying like, um, and I think it was um, John Joe made a really he made a really good analogy of it. He was like, oh, you wouldn't walk up to like, and we kind of made a joke, but you wouldn't walk up to like a. a a band with a male vocalist after their set and go, oh man, you're so good, you sound like Chad Kroger. And you're like, they'd just be like, no, I don't. Like, you know, because, yeah, like, the like, oh no, but every, also, every band just sounds like Nickelback, but heavy. Yeah. yeah. Or even like um, Busted, just because mm. they've got guitars, be like, oh, it's like saying that Busted and like Blink-182 sound the same. Yeah. Mm. No, 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 no. Uh, it's, it's just people that aren't, like you said, it's just passive listeners that will listen to specifically me. And obviously there are things in my voice that do sound like Kelly Williams because I did teach myself but I have also developed my own sound in a way mm. that it doesn't sound exactly like it it's it's just the way that people there's one of the comments I'm writing for myself some guy has like pulled apart every aspect of my vocal down to like the accent and he's like oh yeah even her accent and the timbre of her voice and I'm just like do you care this much like I'm actually just <laughs> impressed how much you care <laughs> yeah wish I cared that point. much about anything <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> going to play a little game or have a like mini therapy session with you Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) where we're going to read out some YouTube comments and you can either laugh, give a big fuck you to these people. So are you ready? Okay, I think so. Okay. Flyleaf who? Flame emoji, flame emoji. Oh, I'm so like, I'm, I'm, I'm more okay with that one because at least that makes a little bit more sense. But obviously, it's still a little bit of an oversight. Totally. I like the uh, the flame emojis. Yeah, at yeah, least they're trying to be complimentary. <laughs> um, okay, this one I didn't get at all. I didn't know Katy Perry does metal on the side. Is that a comment on yeah, I didn't, your I, hair, you know Charlie? I, I saw this one. I don't really know because I, I, I really don't know because I remember I saw this and I screenshotted it and went to the boys. I was like, can somebody please like decode this for me? And they were all just like, I don't get it either. I don't fucking understand. Yeah, like so I can't went, tell if cool. he's... Is, are they saying that you look like Katy Perry or you sound like Katy Perry when you sing? Or... I mean, I do like Katy Perry, but I do think you're a slightly stronger vocalist. <laughs> I'm like, okay, and if there was more context to it, then maybe we'd know. So I'm not going to condemn him you too, too soon. Okay, okay. What about, um, this is like Paramore, but with tons of testosterone, XD. Oh my God. That doesn't Why do you have sense. testosterone? I don't get it. <laughs> 
that's, that doesn't even like I, I suppose maybe the screams maybe that's what he's like insinuating but I'm just a little bit like have you heard Ginger like literally she can do screams lower than most men can like please yeah. be quiet and same with Courtney LaPlante <laughs> she is like mm-hmm. I honestly think she's maybe the best vocalist in metal slash maybe ever yeah mm. you could not tell i mean like this not meant as an insult as well but most people who i know that listen to spirit box for the first time don't realize that she is a woman mm. there are to be honest for, for me i think oh, i i can but i think because it's only only things that i sort of hear and i hear in my own vocals honestly if you want to see the most impressive vocal like contrast is look up um i think it's it's ginger and it's i think it's pisces the live version it's got like seven million views or something fucking ridiculous on youtube oh my god and honestly is she like it's just ridiculous like it's the most impressive thing i've ever seen and she's such a good clean vocalist as well it's it's incredible okay the next one is she's not bad at screaming Love it. I, I, I can take that one. I can take that because at least it's a compliment. I mean, yeah, okay, there isn't that many female screamers still. So I suppose it is still quite a niche thing that a lot of people haven't discovered yet. Like women have been doing it for a lot longer than people realise. But I suppose you have to give the benefit of the, the doubt that they might be new to it. So I'm like, mm, okay, may, maybe they're just a bit naive. Yeah, I think that some people don't actually consider how they word compliments. Mm. Because I think I read into stuff quite a lot. Like you're just so great at like brushing it off whereas I'd be like what do you mean not bad I'm great <laughs> yeah, same. that's how I interpret it mm, see I'm very like so certain things like trigger me and then certain things I'm just like whatever like you know and I think taking stuff personally is so unnecessary sometimes because that comment says more about them than it does you and that's mm-hmm. the same with most things that are ever said I think I'm just insecure <laughs> And you know, and you know, but I tell you what's a really interesting point with that is that, for example, like if we're at a show, it has happened before where like, uh, so it depends who it comes from. So, for example, if you've got like a 50 year old man that clearly is wearing like his Iron Maiden shirt and he's clearly been around a while, knows the music, knows or always wearing like a, a, a band that of a genre that he knows females screaming at you go, oh, you're good for a girl. But then if it comes from if it comes from like a 14 year old girl that this is like her first experience of that kind of thing. You know, for me, that's that's actually almost a compliment from her because obviously she's like, I've discovered this new thing and you're really good at it and you're a woman, so that almost inspires me. So it's weird how like the same compliment coming from different people of different ages and different situations can almost mean different things. You know, it's like, oh, pff, you're, you're, you're good for a woman and I'm like, oh, fuck off, you're literally a 50 year old man who's in this scene. You know people do this. Like, it's just so patronising. Whereas, like I said, when it's like a young girl, I've had like... You know, younger fans, like, girls come up to me and go, oh, my God, you got, you're so amazing. You're like, you're like Hayley from Paramore, but in metal. And I'm like, obviously, if that came from, like, a man who was significantly older and aware of the, the scene, I'd be like, please educate yourself but like you yeah. know when it comes from a younger fan who they've, they've probably, probably only ever experienced Hayley Williams as a front woman you know so for me it's it's very interesting that's kind of how I perceive it now so I'm like I go on their profile and I go young person or old man old man <laughs> you're a dick <laughs> yeah you're right it is totally context dependent mm. this next comment made my heart melt a little bit where it's like girls are really digging into post metalcore by the way it's definitely a beautiful song I yeah. made that really like really positively like, oh totally like yeah, yeah. girls in metal yeah 
Now that's cool, and and that's what like I live for. I'm like I live for people like that who discover bands or like you know because often if like people people will comment and say that they found our band through, for example, like um like Spirit Box or Dream State or whoever. So I'm like, well, obviously like the algorithm is picking up that female fronted screaming heavy music and is sending them our way. And I'm like, well, the more that you discover, the better. And the more women that they're gonna be, the more well, the more that get discovered, the more there are gonna be. So mm. it's all good. <laughs> I've seen a lot of comments on your videos on YouTube, well, the band's videos on YouTube, of people being like, God, the algorithm really did a good job here. And yeah. they're like buzzing that they found you. And yeah, it's like, great. And I know we're focusing on some of the funnier ones, but like... <laughs> 99% of the comments I've seen on your videos on YouTube have all been people being like chuffed that they found you mm. it's so nice yeah. yeah especially on Hiding for Myself for some reason that blew up like so much and I was just like fuck it's got like 800 comments I'm like most of them are people just arguing but I'm like give it give it <laughs> the algorithm's loving it keep arguing like, <laughs> um, Hiding from Myself has been in my head the whole time we've been doing this interview <laughs> trying not oh. to hum it <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so this next one. Somehow I like this, but this low tune doesn't suit you here. Do you know yeah, which song know. that was about? I do, no, I, no, and I think it might be, um, is it Take Me There? No, I was just trying to work it out because I can't oh. put, like, put my finger on which song you do like a really low bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't. I, the thing is, I don't know whether he's going on about the guitar or the vocal. Because I suppose he could yeah. be going on about, if oh, the low tune of the guitar. I mean, to be honest, we don't really tune our guitars that low anymore, but there might be points where like, we used to use drop pedals and stuff which would drop it down like a whole octave and stuff like that I don't know but it's not it's a very niche comment again where I'm like please explain more mm, yeah they yes. never expand on what they say do they they're just like no. oh ambiguous comment there nothing constructive just yeah. here's a bit of criticism but yeah. I'm not gonna mm. not gonna give you anything else <laughs> to be honest to be honest the, cri the constructive criticism ones annoy me more to be weirdly yeah, honest unsolicited yeah I I'm just kind of like oh, I appreciate that you're trying to help but I really don't care <laughs> and a lot and of them are like telling you how to write a song and I'm like do you know what if you were from like the biggest band in the world I would take that in a heartbeat but I go on your channel and all it is is Call of Duty videos so <laughs> quite frankly you have no evidence to prove to me that you can write a good song so please get in the sea <laughs> uh -huh. and what, the last one is also a lovely one because we like to keep things positive at Just a Girl <laughs> um, of someone saying I'm usually a massive hater it's just who I am but I like this <laughs> I love that I'm glad I've converted them that's all I, I can say I love that so much <laughs> it's oh. also like I'm quite a quiet fan unless it's on Twitter or Instagram but on YouTube comments I think it takes a lot to think I'm actually going to write a comment on this you're right it's especially awesome. a negative one I would never think to just yeah. be like I don't like this but when it's just like hyping you up it's, I think it's quite a nice thing to do especially when this person is usually a hater they've taken their their one positive day of the year and they've turned it onto <laughs> our video and I'm grateful especially for this guy who's normally a hater and he's just gone you know what I like this so much I'm gonna <laughs> yes, leave a comment exactly. like, <laughs> on your YouTube comments there were loads of Paramore Dream State flyleaf comparisons and I feel like at this point they're probably just you know unoriginal obvious generic comments but do you have apart aside from the obvious like you know it's a woman front person do you have any idea why people might comment stuff like this 
Do you know what? It's so weird, but I think it is just because of the lack of representation. And obviously there is more and it's growing. So it's not as much of an issue as I think it was a, a while ago. Uh, even when I look on other bands' videos, because obviously like I, I would sometimes, I'm just like, oh, are we the only band that gets this? You know, you do feel sometimes like you're being targeted from this slight point of view. And mm. do you know what? You go on other female vocalist-led bands and you're just like, it's the same everywhere. They all get it. And whether it's Hayley Williams or some other person, it's always compared to somebody, an other woman. And I don't mm. know what it is. I really don't. And I'd love to know. And obviously there are certain bands with male vocalists that do get compared, but that is often because they do sound identical because they're often just metalcore bands mm. where the screamer sounds identical. And I'm kind of like, do you know what? I, I do kind of understand why people have made that similarity. Although why you would comment I don't know. I don't know why people feel the need to actually actively say, but it's so less prevalent, even in bands that sound more similar in a genre that is literally the same. Whereas I'm like, you're literally crossing a genre and comparing two bands that aren't even in the same bracket just because there are women. There's two women in the like, a woman mm. in each band, and I don't know what it is. You're, you you make know. such a good point though. Is the lack of representation, and we spoke about this um, with Faisal and Ash in like one of our early episodes. Mm. There is just so few women in the scene, whether it's um, actually in the band or photographers or anything mm. like even press sometimes like sometimes I'm you know in the photo pit or in like the press area and don't see women often at oh, all oh yeah I, 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 there's, I think 90% of the time I was the only woman in the press in the pit doing yeah, photographs yeah exactly and yeah not being able to see somebody who even looks remotely like you doesn't even have the same body parts as you is not gonna help people want to do it <laughs> mm. so yeah, yeah that's a really good point yeah it's it's really bizarre and I, I, I don't think we'll ever know but I think it is just that lack of I think because people are most again they, they, they don't necessarily say it in a negative way but they're like oh wow this is so cool like girls can do this and I'm like that's it, it can come it can come across as insulting but like I said it's all about like the context and it's like if that's coming from somebody who's never never come across a band like I remember like Flyleaf was the first band that I came across with a woman that screamed in it and she doesn't scream that much she only screams mm. like on the accent notes and things like that so that was amazing for me and what was the first thing I said in my head I was like oh my god women can oh, women can do this and I suppose if I'd have said that to her or somebody else they might have gone oh for god's sake like oh so but like, I think it is it's just all about respecting or seeing who it's coming from and them sort of and educate people so like if people if like, a younger girl says to me I'll be like yeah like I'm not the only one like please go and check out like more and then she will then learn and then be like oh yeah like w women can do this and spread the news yeah and, it's just, yeah, it's just lack of representation, I think. Yeah, you make a really good point as well about you hyping up other women. Like, it's so important for other women to hype up other women mm -hmm. to get more visibility because, yeah, you've now just introduced this one person to a load of new bands mm -hmm. with women in them. And, yeah, that's yeah, I, I, I feel do like, wonders. weirdly as well, like, women in music are often, like, put against each other. Not even, like, in a mm. way that's, like, consciously done. It's almost like subconsciously. It's like, if you're put on, like, a lineup with another female, my vocalist I honestly feel this weird pressure where I'm like if I don't outperform them we are going to be seen as the weaker band and mm. I'm like but in my head I'm going but that doesn't that shouldn't matter like how many lineups have male fronted you know are male fronted and no they don't get compared or no you know people might say that band was better than that band but they don't specifically 
unless the vocalist was absolutely terrible, you know, they don't like single out. But I'm just like, I feel like people would turn around and go, well, the singer of that band was better than that band, but only yeah. because you're women. And I do feel like this weird immense pressure. And that also goes on to my point of like, as a female vocalist, I feel like you're under a lot more pressure to perform perfectly. I was literally just about to ask that. Like, mm. Do you think, do you feel more pressure to be a performer? Like every, every time I've seen a female fronted band live, the woman is like a performer mm-hmm. but there's so many times where i've seen like male like all male bands and they all just stand average yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're still fun and actually that's a really good point Katie, because i've spoken to like producer friends who say they much prefer working with women especially vocalists because mm. women just are better they just say women are better they get it mm. done in shorter amount of takes than men do but i think that is because obviously this doesn't go for everybody but i think because we have to spend so much more time practicing and <laughs> and perfect perfecting everything because if you don't you're almost i feel like obviously this might not be the case i feel like i'll be deemed as a weaker vocalist and yet i'm going wait a minute i'm literally doing like three people's jobs in one like or like two people's jobs in one and i am of an opposite gender to what those people would normally be you know most metalcore bands or bands in like post hardcore have like one screamer and then a man that plays guitar who also sings and i'm going but i'm doing both of those jobs and i'm a woman so it's kind of like why am i putting so much pressure on myself people are already like thinking this is really cool because they're like oh this is great like this is new this is fresh um but yeah i do feel like it's like a weird like weird pressure and i don't and it's weird i don't ever put it on myself or whether it's and i don't think i've necessarily heard people do that but i think maybe because of the comments you get online and comparing you to other bands all the time especially dream state for me we get a lot a lot a lot a lot of that and obviously because they're a band in our sphere and we are sort of friends with we've played with the shows a lot and obviously cj is an absolutely exceptional front woman and vocalist and i'm just like you know regardless of what's happened with them or whatever you know she is very talented and she's a very good front woman and it's it's very sort of like pressuring for me but i do think i know that you sort of said you don't know whether it's you putting that pressure on yourself or Mm. whatever but i do think and it's not just in music but in every industry society has told women to go up against each other and constantly battle each other so i think what you're feeling is totally normal and also Mm. not you know the reason you're thinking that isn't your fault and you acknowledge it as well which means that you know like it's not actually how you feel it's just a pressure yeah because obviously you've supported women oh 100% like when we go to shows I always make an effort of, especially if it's a woman of making myself very approachable and being very like oh hey like I'm Charlie like oh it's nice to meet you you know I'm always and I'm like that with most people because I just chat and I chat and I love talking to people and whatever but I always make an active point because I always get there has there was like one time when we played um in Europe and I won't again won't name the band but they were female fronted and we played with them they were from America but um it was it was like it was almost like an us and them and it and it was really weird that the vocalist would not even talk to like me she just was not fucking interested and I'm like she might have been having a bad day but I do feel like there's this weird sense of like animosity between some women that don't like and maybe she was feeling it almost maybe she might have been feeling it she was like I don't want to talk to her because like you know it's competition and whereas i just see it as oh let's just make friends (laughs) yeah yeah we're the same so charlie speaking of the days when we i say we i mean that's we don't talk when you could tour (laughs) post-pandemic what what we saying for the future of, of as everything unfolds 
I think it's looking positive. I think, um, obviously, in terms of um, touring, I'm not really sure what's going on. Um, but we will, it, it will eventually come back. It's not going to be like this forever. Um, but um, we are looking into doing something for our album release. Um, obviously, something digital because we can't do like shows, but we're, we're sort of looking at that at the moment. Um, and then coming on the new year, we've kind of got some cool things going on in the behind the scenes and whatever so yeah oh well thank you so much for coming on charlie that's all right well, i had good fun it's Aww. been a pleasure learning about everything <laughs> that you've experienced and your perspectives and yeah yeah cool thank you very much thank you for being such a posy person as well <laughs> yeah yeah it's weird I'm, I'm not normally like this <laughs> Hopefully we had a nice effect on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take credit for it. So um, we end each episode by saying, oh shit, socials. <laughs> yes, that's what I said, yeah. We so, say, um, oh shit, is that the end of the podcast? <laughs> no, no, no. no, I, I was, just I was doing my rap while Natalie looked at me like, you haven't plugged her socials. Um, firstly, do you want to promote your socials? <laughs> yeah, so um, the band socials are AEU official, I think, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Facebook is just as everything unfolds. Um, my personal accounts are all Charlie with two E's and then Rolf with two E's. Because, you know, I'm very Charlie creative. Rolfie. Charlie Rolfie, yes. yeah. <laughs> and what am I doing now? The Getting um, Charlie to do... Okay. So, um, back to what I was saying before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> um, we... <laughs> We end every episode by saying the end because that was the only ending we could think of. And when we have a guest, we let them do it. So would you like to say the end, Charlie? Okay. And that was the end. Flip I do forth. my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. So lock your fathers out the door. I do my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feel? Feeling good as hell. Did I get the words right? I don't know actually. I'll have to listen back. I hope so.